Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Driving My Mind podcast. This is episode number five. What car are you willing to die on or die with, I should say? So a little background on this. Uh, My folks who are very well into their um, 70s, approaching their 80s, you know, my dad, he can't drive very much at night. And uh, my mom is kind of the only one that still has the uh, the capability. They got a seven-year difference between them, but my mom has the only uh, willingness to uh, drive uh, long-distance trips, like maybe to come see us, see the grandkids. And so they've had a 2011 Ford Edge ST for, for quite a while, and it's had its share of problems, but nothing exorbitantly expensive. But, you know, it's an outside car, paint starting to fade, headlights starting to fade. You know, we, we polish the headlights pretty well um, with some of the chemical guys compound. And, and you know, we, we're, we're preserving it as much as we can. But, you know, it's a commodity car and it's something that, you know, both of them can actually drive pretty well. But it, it's time, you know, it's it's been over 10 years and... Um, it's time for them to get a car, right? And so they've been looking, as previously mentioned in some of the other podcasts, uh, they were looking at an Explorer ST, which may have been overkill for them, right? And uh, um, they ended up, they really enjoyed the Ford Edge. Um, it's it's a car that fit their needs. And so I thought that they were probably going to get a uh, Ford Edge ST, right? And it just so happened, right? Because my mom has been adamant about V6, V6, V6. And so I was shocked to see at the end of the day that they ended up with a Ford Edge SEL with convenience package for around a 43.5 out the door, which was, you know, they had a shop around. They ended up not buying locally. They had to get a, a dealer out in a San Diego and you know, most dealers, they're all trying to do the scare tactics and you need the extended warranty and the tire package and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, just trying to run amok with, you know, my uh, septuagenarian parents. But uh, they ended up, you know, getting a good deal. And I think the financing, Ford was offering a special financing for uh, 72 months. So the interest rate wasn't going to be killing them. But they ended up with that, which uh, I was shocked. It definitely wasn't my first choice. I've never seen my mother interested in a uh, four-cylinder, but she ended up going that route. And uh, I haven't been it. I haven't seen it, you know, but I it definitely gave me the thought and gave me the topic for today's episode. What car are you willing to go out on, right? What What is the last ride purchase you are willing to buy or drive when you're in your 70s and 80s and it's just it's a thought that it's a scary thought for me because you know my parents this is their last car after this point you know they're going to be into their 80s and 90s god willing and and uh it's not going to be much fun for them driving around if that and um you know my mom and my parents they are not car people whatsoever you know as as i mentioned in kind of my long form interview you know they've had ford thunderbird which was kind of cool when i was 
you know, five or six years old. They had a V8. <laughs> but ever since then, you know, they've, they're a Ford family, but they've had a um, Ford Aerostar, Ford Windstar. Um, they, they briefly went to Honda, and that's where I kind of had my uh, love for Honda, the Honda Civic Hybrid, which my dad still has, but dude, that thing's on its last legs too. Honda Accord 2000, Honda 2003 Accord, you know, so they had their stint with Honda, and then they went back to Ford in 2011 with the uh, Ford Edge. They really liked the styling, it had a V6, had the same V6 from the Mustang uh, at the time, and um, I guess this is the car, they, they're going to go out on a Ford Edge, and it's it's like, they're not car people, and, you know, my aunt similar she's well into her 80s for sure and her last car is a toyota camry you know just practical simple never breaks down nothing you need now my my mom's rolling the dice with this ford edge four-cylinder turbo you know but you know she's always been a ford girl and and the dealer you know she already she always gives them their business but it just got me thinking like when i'm their age you know, or if I'm on my deathbed, if I've been diagnosed with with an uncurable disease, like what is the car that I'm going to go out on? What is going to be my last purchase vehicle? Somewhat morbid of a topic, but it's always in the back of my mind. And I, I'm pretty sure it's probably in the back of your guys's mind as well is the car that you're going to die with. And, you know, we go to these car meets and we see the older guys and, you know, they see the cars that they bring out. And, you know, those are always going to be cars that we we connect because they're at a car show or a car level. You know, I'm going to take out my 2003 Honda S2000 as, as much as humanly possible, right? I'm going to take out hopefully my LC, you know, and it's going to be much more appreciable, you know, 20, 30 years down the line. But I'm saying... My last car, my last vehicle purchase, you know, I'm already on Medicare, you know, I'm living off my pension. What is it? What's the car that I'm going out on? Um, so I wanted to talk briefly. Let's talk about what influences a senior's person uh, and their buying decision. You know, you have to think about it. They're on a fixed income, right? You know, my parents between, you know, their Social Security, uh, which isn't much, but my dad's separate retirement and my mom's pension because she was a teacher as well. You know, they, they have a, a decently set amount per month of what they continue to bring in. Now, my parents are very frugal, very, uh, you know, very uh, uptight with their money, which good for them, you know. And that, that's kind of where I get it from because, you know, we grew up with nothing. They grew up with nothing. And when we finally have something, it's kind of like we don't want to let it go, right? And money comes and goes. Don't get me wrong, but... They're they're very tight with their money. They they make they try to make the best financial decisions possible. Which buying a Ford four cylinder turbo, I don't know, <laughs> but you got to think about it. They're on a fixed income, and so you got to think about what purchase price makes the most sense for them uh, at at the time where you know they're trying to enjoy the last moments of their lives you know the sunset years and they want to go on vacation they want to travel they want to see the grandkids they want to make sure that we're taken care of and you know again god willing nothing bad happens to us where they need to support us in any way shape or form so with that in mind also think about 
you know, you're getting old. You know, my mom's a, a heavy set woman <laughs> and my dad's more of a, just a, a regular guy that, you know, can lose 10 or 20 pounds, but he's actually in pretty good shape, uh, very active, still volunteers at the high schools. And so you want a car that's easy to get in and out of. And for my mom, it's an SUV. For my aunt, that's well into her 80s, it's the uh, Toyota Camry. But a car that's easy to get in and out of. And uh, what is the purpose, right? You know, the the Camry has massive trunk space. The Ford Edge, you know, it's a five-passenger, you know, crossover SUV type thingy. But... The cargo space on that is phenomenal. And so think about it. When you're in your 70s and 80s, what are you going to, right? You're going to your doctor's appointments. You're going to Costco. You're going to uh, visit your your friends with your scrapbooks, right? It's like kind of like you need something that's going to haul all your crap. And, um, you know, yeah, there'll be the occasional taking the grandkids and whatnot and fitting a booster seat. But even then... You know, my parents don't do much of that. They're driving their own car and we would have to take the grandkids or the nieces and nephews in our own car that already has the stuff set up. So again, it's really like the back the back seat or the passenger seats aren't used very much um, other than, you know, maybe some long distance trips. I know that they, they tend to go out to Arizona, which is about a four, four and a half hour drive for them uh, to visit some of my aunts out there. And uh, it's kind of like other than that, you know, being on that fixed income, being a car that, you know, what is its purpose? It's just how comfortably you can travel, your gas mileage, how that affects your bottom line and your bottom dollar. And I don't want you to think about this as as a car enthusiast. Again, we're going to die on our Mustang GT350s. You know, we're going to die on our LC500s. But what do you think at the end of the day, when we can't drive that S2000 anymore, when I can't get into that, when I can't, uh, you know, comfortably get out of my LC500, what are, what is that daily going to be for you? You know, as much as I love my 2000 Nissan Frontier manual, you know, if I'm 70 years old, still trying to shift gears, hopefully I, I have the body and the ability to do so. But Gosh, like if it if it exhausts me to get from one doctor to another shifting gears and well into my 70s, well, that's going to be a problem, right? And so what's going to be my daily? What's going to be the car that I purchase and say, this is it. This is my last run of it. Um, you know, think about the features, right? Think about what appeals to the seniors. I know for my parents, it definitely was not the tech right? They didn't need all that Ford craziness nonsense with a giant tablet looking screen and all that stuff. Although I don't know if it has it or, or not, right? But you're, you're thinking, it was funny, um, the auto start and stop. My mom was like, how in the world do I even turn this off? And of course, there's no button or anything of that nature that's just simple on and off switch like a Honda, right? Uh, they have to go into the menu, they have to dig into the menu, and they have to turn that thing off, and they have to do it every single time. And so, uh, you know, what is it uh, that's going to appeal to you as a senior? Uh, for me, I would say it's going to be comfort. Like I said, the less anxiety, stress, 
the less I need to use my senses or focus primarily on just driving and not having an accident because my mind is slowly slipping away. I think that's going to be absolutely crucial and critical. Um, again, gas mileage, um, easy access and moving about in the parking lot, right? Again, you, you hear the stereotypical stories of, you know, the senior that's, uh, you know, can't park in her parking space straight and uh, can't see that she's about to hit something or scrapes the wheels on her on the curve. And, you know, it's it's something that I hope maneuverability is something that I would choose as a, a, a senior. And I haven't driven the edge. I know it's kind of a clunker, at least in 2011, when it comes to the turning radius. And, you know, I've had to do several three-point turns in that. So I wonder how the new one is and, and you know, the steering feel, how quick it is and, and how they go about with that. But that would definitely be something as a senior I would consider. Um, and again, tech, right? If, if I have to navigate so many menus in order to get to something, that's where the physical controls come into place. Don't get me wrong. The youth want to know how their phone integrates into the car or how to program the Bluetooth, right? But as a senior, you're thinking to yourself, how do I turn on the AC? How do I set it and forget it and uh, adjust the temperature and, and get comfortable and cozy in my vehicle for, for my trip to my doctors, right? So what is the car you're going to go out on? My list would include like a Porsche Macan, right? SUV, still a lot of fun, small, compact, and tight, still gives me a nimble feeling. And yeah, it's going to be four-cylinder turbo, right? But, uh, you know, it'll still make me feel like I could have got a 911 in my life. <laughs> you know, um, I, I definitely put Porsche Macan up there as a fun, sporty, reasonable purchase uh, that I can get used for anywhere between 40 and $60,000. Now, again, we're talking about, you know, in 2040, 20, 2050, uh, when I reach that retirement age, who knows what uh, cars are going to be available and out there. But if I had to retire tomorrow uh, and I'm a septuagenarian magically, what am I going to go out on? Um, definitely a uh, Pusha Macan is up there. I was thinking with my my poor auntie in her Toyota Camry. Honestly, that's not a bad choice. Maybe I would do the Camry TRD, right? Get a V6, get the funky little spoiler, but it still has the practicality of a Camry. And so, you know, I'm thinking about styling in that aspect. And, you know, currently, I don't know if I would do a TRD Camry whatsoever. I'd rather have a more sporty saloon like a, uh, a used uh, WRX STI or heck, even the new one, the new WRX. But I would think if I'm into my my 70s, yeah, a, a Camry TRD would kind of be a good choice. Um, Honda Civic Sport, right? Honda Civic Sport, compact, small, easy to maneuver. Uh, 40 miles per gallon, and it's a Honda, reliable, no issues, no problems. Even with that, you know, 1.5 turbo that uh, we have to kind of deal with now and uh, CVT transmission. Actually, I don't know if that one has a CVT or, or um, you know, a, a traditional automatic, but 
again, I'm just thinking as a senior, set it, forget it. I probably wouldn't even notice it has a CVT. Um, a senior, <laughs> stereotypical, but perhaps even a minivan. You know, you see those seniors with like the minivans and like bringing all their senior friends down to the uh, the center for bingo night and whatnot. But uh, the the minivans of of today. I mean, drive just like cars, super quiet, super smooth, tons of space. Heck, I can get my wheelchair in there. God forbid if I needed one of those. Um, you know, lots of space for my, 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 my friends from the church to come with me. So that would be an option too, like a used minivan. Um, I'm, giving a, I'm giving away any driving spirit at that point, but hey, you know, uh, what's that Kia Carnival, right? The Kia Carnival that took over the Sedona. Dude, rock one of those uh, compact minivans, which funny is like that doesn't even exist anymore, which it should in my opinion. But hey, Kia Carnival, take my old friends down to the IHOP. Not a problem whatsoever, right? And uh, last but not least, going back to like fun, sporty something with character, um, BMW, any BMW, X3M, X5M. I go back to the SUV for the ease of getting in and out, you know, kind of riding high, good visibility, especially as a senior with my old eyes. I can't see straight, can't drive straight, but hey, I'm in an X5M, 4.4 turbo V8. Oh man, you gotta be kidding me. Again, uh, the Macan is is small and sporty. X5M, you know, a little bit big baller. I can do an X3M, I guess, too. But that's, again, going back to that sportiness. And, you know, you, you can't do coupes anymore. You know, I'm trying to haul, you know, I'm trying to haul all my toys and my Funko Pops or whatever, right? Um, or I got kids or grandkids or I'm taking care of my uh, ex-wife's kids or, <laughs> you know, Lord knows the stories with it that I'm going to have in the next uh, 20 to 30 years. But I figure an SUV, for better or for worse, would be the car to kind of die out on because you need a car that you're willing to, uh, that has the, the least amount of compromises. So that's my list. What are your thoughts? What are your considerations? What is the car you're willing to die out and go out on? Um, I hope that you you take into consideration. You can't be unrealistic. You can't say, you know, give me uh, uh, a GT3 RS. Okay, first of all, you're living off your retirement or your pension. You're living off $4,000 a month for the rest of your life, however long it may be you're not going to afford a $6,500 car payment on a fixed income, no matter how much money oh, I'm going to take out of my retirement and put all the money down. No, that's not realistic. And you're going to end up broke. You're going to end up homeless and you're going to have a GT3 RS, which is phenomenal. You're not going to go out that way. <laughs> okay. Be realistic. Consider what you would go out on for your vehicle. My parents, for better or for worse, went to a Ford Edge SEL. <laughs> so, God bless, God willing, uh, good for them. And um, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you so much. Keep staying positive. Keep driving your mind full speed ahead. We'll catch you guys next week.